0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. I'm glad that you're joining me today. Whatever you might be doing, whether it's running or cleaning or doing some dishes, thanks for taking the time to listen. I know that you have a lot of things that you could be doing with your time, a lot of things you could be listening to, and I really appreciate you joining me today. And I have a wonderful show for you. Today, we're chatting with Lisa Turkhurst. She is the mother of five kids. She is a New York Times bestselling author, the president of Proverbs 31 Ministries, and she just released a new book called The Best Yes. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how you can transform your overwhelmed schedule. I don't know about you, but my schedule can be overwhelmed as much as I try to pare it down. Sometimes it just creeps back up. So we're going to talk about how we can transform that. The three clues that reveal whether we should say yes or no to an opportunity. And I love this one. The scripts that Lisa uses to graciously say no. That's the hard part. You know, sometimes it's easy to know, you know, well, I know that I want to do this or I don't want to do that. But to actually say no to people is something that I know I struggle with a lot. And I love the scripts that Lisa shares. And then we're also going to talk about a simple way to start slowing down your life or in Lisa's terms, unrushing your life. But before we get into my interview with Lisa, I wanted to say thank you guys for your incredible feedback on the Inspired to Action podcast survey. And as a result of that, you guys were overwhelmingly for having a podcast sponsor. So I'm super excited to announce, drumroll please, Okay, I can't really do a drum roll sound. So just imagine the drum roll in your head, and it's really awesome. Uh, this month's sponsor for the Inspire to Action podcast is Plan to Eat. Now, I, I want you to know that it is my intention to be so full of integrity when I do podcast sponsors, because I will only recommend something that I have used for a long time that I have fully paid for and that I would recommend to my dearest friends and plan to eat qualifies and that's why I actually pursued them to be a podcast sponsor because I just really I mean I honestly I love this site <laughs> it's has saved me so much because I am not the pioneer woman lower your expectations I don't like to cook I don't like to be in the kitchen unless somebody else cooked something yummy I just want to be able to get in and get out and create healthy fast recipes for my family that tastes well enough for everybody to be happy. And so plan to eat just has made it so much easier for me Uh, to check out their free trial that they have. You can go to inspired to forward slash plan to eat. And that's going to let them know that you found their site through the inspired to action podcast. And I would really appreciate that and when you go to that link, there's a little video for you that kind of talks a little bit about uh, plan to eat and that I that I recorded. And then I also share a link that will give you a bunch of video tutorials to walk you through. Basically, I called it meal planning Bootcamp, And you can check that out. It'll show you exactly how to use plan to eat. And even if you don't use plan to eat, it'll show you how to take about a week and create a really great meal planning process for you. So normally I won't talk so long when I share a podcast sponsor, but I just wanted to introduce them to you and say that I absolutely love this site. They have an awesome calendar. You can just drag and drop your recipes and meal plan super fast. And you can then meal plan lightning fast because once you create a menu, you can then save it. And then the next week, if you don't feel like thinking about what to make that week, you can just drag and drop a previous menu and you can literally be meal planned. I just made that word up. (laughs) You can have a meal plan for the week in 10 seconds, and your shopping list is all ready to go to. So you could drag, drop a menu, pick up your phone, and head to the store. I've done that far too many times, but it has been a lifesaver. So check it out inspiredtoaction.com forward slash plan to eat, and you can get their free trial and my video tutorials. And in the show notes, I'll also share my recipes of what I'm eating this week. Don't get too excited. But they are easy, so, without any further ado, let's dive into our chat today with Lisa Turkhurst. Hey, Lisa, how are you today?
1: I'm great. thank you.
0: Good, good. Um, well, I have to say, I was chatting with my book club last night, and I brought up your book, and we were just like, "Wow, that is such a needed book among women today I just I just feel like the whole idea of choices and decisions is so crucial to just the, the superwoman syndrome that so many of us have. And I'm just curious to know what what inspired you to write this book? What was the catalyst that that made you write this?
1: Well, probably the biggest catalyst, because I write about what I struggle with. So the biggest catalyst is probably that I was struggling so much myself. And um, I know what it's like to um, make choices and then wake up one day and feel like, wow, I've made a whole bunch of choices and now those choices have made me. And I'm not sure this was the direction I really thought everything was going to go in. And to kind of feel um, the weight of some of the realities mixed in blessings and um, and how hard it can be. And, and, you know, specifically I'm referring to motherhood I I think with me, I jumped in with both feet and was so excited and felt so blessed to be a mom. And then yet, um, got very overwhelmed very quickly. And I thought, who do I talk to? Because these kids are such an amazing blessing, but I feel so overwhelmed. I don't know that I'm enjoying being a mom the way that I'm supposed to. And um, and certainly this applies to other people. It can apply to a career that you've jumped in and so excited day one, and then, you know, the six months in, you're like, whoa, I don't know that I really knew what I was getting into. So I think I wrote the best yes because I needed it, and I needed to figure out the way to unrush my schedule enough to where I could still focus on the blessings no matter what the realities of my life were.
0: You know, and as moms, there are so many different voices and, and people, you know, you, just, you can just go to Target and, and you'll have five people instruct you on how to raise your kids or what you should or shouldn't be doing. And then you see all the signs and what you should and shouldn't be wearing or how you should and shouldn't look. How do we fight the internal desire and the external pressures to be a superwoman? woman?
1: I wrote in the best yes that saying yes to everything won't make me Wonder Woman. It will make me a worn out woman.
0: Mm. And,
1: um, and I, I say that because boy, do I, I have to live that and, and remember that in the midst of my life. I think one thing that adds to that Superwoman or Wonder Woman syndrome where we're saying yes to too many things is people pleasing. And um, it's when we dread saying yes, but feel powerless to say no. And we very much recognize when someone asks us um, to do something, if we automatically feel three D's, one is dread, like it might feel good to say yes to them so that we don't disappoint them in the, in the, um, at the beginning of their, their request. But then as we write it on our calendar and we start to feel the weight of what we've just agreed to, when we feel that sense of dread, I know I've gotten caught in the root current of people pleasing. or the second one is disappointment in the wrong direction. Whenever we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else, and we have to make sure that thing we're saying no to that the disappointment's going to go in the right direction. and I can't always make it my kids and my husband that feel the weight and the brunt of being disappointed in me. So I realize I've got to really, really be careful about pointing my disappointment in the wrong direction. So that sense of dread, that disappointment. And the last thing is drama. Because when I set my life to the rhythm of rush and I add one more thing when I really don't have time to add it and, um, and I'm just rushing here and rushing there, I don't like who I am. I stop being the kind woman, the gentle woman, the patient woman that I really want to be. But um, that rhythm of rush just kills me. It kills all of my best intentions. And so I have to pay attention to those three Ds. And if I'm constantly introducing in my life dread, disappointment in the wrong direction, and drama, um, then I'm probably needing to work on um, how I say no and making sure that I make peace with the reality that I'm only one person. I can only do so much. I have to feel empowered to say no sometimes.
0: So, so that's a great idea. And I love that. But I know that there are a lot of people listening. They're like, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask those three D's of myself. But when it comes to the point of actually saying no, how do I do that? How do I possibly, you know, say no to people? How do I be okay with disappointing people? And even what words do I use? So what advice would you have to the moms who have been asked to be room mom and PTA president and all those things, the demands that come at them? How, do you, how, how would you help them to, to say no?
1: Well, I feel like I should have concession time right here. Like, hello, my name is Lisa. I still struggle with this. So I'm not saying I've perfected it. It's still hard for me to say no. And I think it's okay. I think that part of why it's hard for us to say no is because we do care about people. And there's Mm -hmm. a part of people pleasing. It's not bad. It's not bad to want to make other people happy. And it's not bad to want to serve. I think all of that's really good. But we also have to be honest with our capacity and so I wrote something on my blog recently. I'll send you a link so you can put this um, somewhere where your audience can find it. But I wrote a list of 10 gracious ways to say no when you mm-hmm. feel pressured to say yes.
0: That's so and, good. Uh, But
1: I'll go ahead and verbally give you a couple of those. And and here's the thing. I wrote this script out because I need it. So I have it printed out. It is easily accessible to me. And, um, and, and I guess for me, I didn't want my no to feel like a rejection. Mm -hmm. Instead, I want my no to be a necessary protection of my best yes answers. And so um, here are a couple of ways to graciously say no when you're feeling pressured to say yes. One is, thank you so much. I'm honored by your request. However, at this season of my life, I am committed to unrush my schedule. And because I've made that commitment, um, I have to say, no, your project requires more time um, and deserves more time than what I have to give right now. Thank you so much for understanding. So that's what that communicates to that person is, you're valuable, your project is valuable, I'm honored you asked me, but I'm in a season now where I'm trying to unrush myself. And if you could give me some grace, that'd be great. Now here's the reality. Some people know how to receive no's. Other people have no clue how to receive no's. So some people are going to get that and feel like, oh, that was gracious. Now I can push the button um, one step further, and they don't accept a no. And so then, you know, when that happens, you're going to have to respond back, you know, oh, again, I'm so honored that you've asked me. However, I really have made a commitment to my husband and to my children not to add one more thing, please consider talking to me about this next year. But this year, it's a definite no, and I can't change that. So, you know, you can still be gracious even in that second level, but that's where a lot of us get tripped up is if people don't receive our no the first time and they ask again the second time. Here's the thing I want to assure you. If you're fearing that you're going to disappoint them and they can't accept a no from you, then even if you say yes, you'll eventually disappoint that person. So mm. just pop that in and let it speak to you however it wants to speak to you. I just I've I've been around the small bush a ton of times. <laughs> <So, laughs> I speak for experience. Another gracious way to say no, especially if it's in a professional sense. So let's say you're doing a podcast and and you have given all the the free time that you have to give just to run the realities of your podcast and you're blessing people, you're helping people. And then somebody sends you an email and it says, um, Hey, I um, am thinking about starting a podcast. And, um, do you have a couple hours you could hop on the phone and really walk me through how to do this? And when you get that request, you think I would really love to do that because my heart wants to help somebody. But if I do this, and then all of a sudden you start getting two emails requesting this, three emails requesting four emails, um, then you could eat up all the time that you normally need to do your podcast, which is your assignment at hand, by helping other people do their podcast. And so I, I identify with this because I write books, and lots of people write to me and want to know if I could help them know how to write a book. And my heart wants to do this. But the reality of my schedule won't let me do this. So here's how I respond to them. My heart, when I got your request, my heart jumped up and said, yes, yes, yes. The reality of my time, however, makes this a no. But I don't want to leave you empty-handed. So I have this link that I've put on my blog, on my website, or wherever you want to put it, or a PDF that you could just attach to the email, um, of the five things I wish I would have known when I got started. And so go ahead and write those up. And then every time someone asks you that, you can have that automated, you know, automatic place to send them where you feel like you have taken them one step further in what they were asking you, but it doesn't take you two hours. Because if you constantly live at the mercy of everyone else's requests, your schedule will sink and your family will suffer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I'm, I'm so curious to know, I'm sure this is something that you've had to employ a lot because. I imagine that a lot of moms listening are like, well, you know, that's Lisa Turkhurst and and she is superwoman because she's written all these books and she's president of Proverbs 31 Ministries and she has all these kids and, you know, all this stuff. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot that people don't see. And um, I I'm, I'm wonder if you'd share with us some of the boundaries that you've put in place, some of the no's that you've had, the things you have had to sacrifice or the things that you've had to say no to that were were hard. Um Maybe to break down a little bit of that stereotype of, well, because I heard this quote the other day where somebody said that success doesn't come uh, simultaneously, it comes sequentially. And so all these hmm. things that you've accomplished have happened probably not all at the exact same time. But they've happened one after the other, and you've had to put boundaries into place to to guide um, your growth and your book writing and all that sort of stuff. So I wonder if you'd be willing to share some of those boundaries or knows uh, with with people listening.
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. Well, one thing when my kids were little, um, I loved hanging out with my friends during the day, and we would go meet at the park, and we would let the kids play, and and that fit that season of my life. And during that season of my life, I didn't write like books because I just didn't have enough time to let that. Um, you know, naturally weave into my life. Now when my kids started uh they got a little older and they went to preschool and then off to elementary school, um, I had to stop hanging out with my friends during the day, um, during what would be considered the work day. And instead, um, I would take my kids, drop them off at school, and then I reserved a certain amount of time in my schedule to work on my writing. And I felt so foolish when I did it because I wasn't a writer. Nobody would call me a writer. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any friends that um, had books to look at and go, oh, she's a writer. So um, I kind of felt foolish when people would call and say, hey, while the kids are at school, you know, do you want to go grab coffee or do you want to you know, go hang out um, at the bookstore or whatever? And, and I would have to say no. Um, and that was a boundary I had to draw. But year after year after year of writing eventually turned into what started out as articles eventually turned into books. And then I became an author, but I had to decide that my writing was something that was an assignment by God that was worth me putting in my schedule and blocking that time as if it were a doctor's appointment or another really important appointment. It was an appointment with myself to, um, to do that thing stirring inside of me that I knew God wanted me to do. So that was a difficult boundary. Now, does that mean that I just cut off all friendships? No, it just <laughs> meant that I adjusted um, when I could hang out with friends. And my friends kind of got the idea after a while that if they wanted to hang out with me, we had to put it on the schedule. It couldn't just be something that would be um, a spontaneous whim and and that I treated my writing as if it were my part-time job and when my kids went off to preschool or school that that time was reserved for writing. And it wasn't like I was, like, you know, so crazy about this, but if there was a friend's birthday party on a Tuesday, you know, at 11 o'clock, I would go for sure. But it was more of an exception than a rule.
0: That's so good because I think a lot of times we see people's yeses on social media and on blogs and stuff but we don't see people's nos and we feel like everybody else is saying yes and nobody is saying nos and we're the only ones that have to say no but that's so encouraging just to, to remember that if we have that vision in front of us saying the yeses and the nos at the appropriate times are so much so much easier because we know that what God's called us to and obviously he's done so much through that and even those hard decisions of saying no, to different get togethers. I'm sure when you were younger now, um, have really reaped so much fruit in so many women's lives really around the world. So, um, it's, it's inspiration. Yeah, and
1: it's attention to manage. It's not a problem to solve, you mm. know? I mean, the, the scheduling realities, um, I can't say that I have landed at this perfect balance of life and work and kids and all that. It, I don't know, I, sometimes I think we can hold up the carrot of balance and chase people ragged because, um, you know, for me, maybe there are some people who have achieved this ultimate sense of balance in their life. For me, it's a tension to manage. It's not a yeah. problem to solve. And and the hardest person for me to be honest with is myself. And I've had to get really good at being honest enough with myself that when, a, when an invitation comes that I know is going to send me over the edge and um, knock my life into that rhythm of rest, I have to be honest with myself and say, Lisa, remember, you're not Wonder Woman. This right here is going to make you a worn-out woman, and that's when everybody gets the worst side of you. Mm. And I don't want the worst side of me walking around front and center in my life all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So um, a great analogy that I wrote about in the book is... um, I wrote about how for forever I had a messy closet. And um, one day I watched one of those organizing shows and this woman also had a messy closet and this brilliant organizer came in and organized her closet. And I just thought it was so inspiring. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Um, And I remembered something that the the professional organizer said on that show. She said, now, here's the deal. I've organized your closet today, but you are going to, a year from now, your closet is going to look um, the same as before we started, if you don't remember this one trick, whenever you buy something new, you buy a new shirt, before you hang it in your closet, you take another shirt out. And before you buy a new sweater, you force yourself to take a sweater out. And so don't add anything to your closet. This is, this is what your closet should look like, and you cannot increase the capacity or get back to the messy place that it was before. And so <laughs> that's I, good. Um, I tried so hard to do that rule with my closet, and I'm not perfect at it, but I've gotten so much better. And once I cleaned out my closet, and now when I go buy something, I literally stand in my closet, and I hear that professional organizer <laughs> that I heard on that TV show, and she says, before you add something new, take something out. Well, that's the way it is with my schedule, too. If I don't want my schedule to be overloaded, if I add something new, I've got to realize it's going to take something out, and I've got to make sure I'm okay with what it's taking out.
0: Absolutely. That's so good, Lisa. Um, would you just say one last encouragement for the mom who is about to shut off this podcast and go get her kid who's woken up from their nap? What encouragement would you give her just for the rest of the day?
1: I would say this. Um, Today, in the middle of all you've got going on, you might hear this and you think, that's it. I'm quitting all of my activities. (laughs) You know, I would say, I would say just make one small change. Just make one small change. Like maybe just take one thing off your schedule or add one positive activity that you can do with your kids. Say no to something else that you can do something positive with them. But if you look at that word rush, R-U-S-H. Find your us in the middle of all the rush, because it's people, not projects, that should occupy the sacred spaces of our heart. And it's an intentional choice. It's not something that life won't unfold naturally that way. It's an intentional choice that we have to make to find the us in the middle of the rush. And however that speaks to your heart and however you can lift that out today, um, just make that one tweak to your life today and then make it again tomorrow and then make it again tomorrow and just do this
0: one day at a time. Fantastic. Lisa, I just thank you so much for taking the time to share with us and to encourage and to share some of your wisdom. This is a great book. It's called The Best Yes, and you could get it anywhere. And I'll have all the links and stuff in the show notes. So Lisa, thanks again so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be with us today.
1: Oh, it's my joy. Thank you so much for
0: having me. All right. Well, you have a great day. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Y'all, that was so good. So good. And you know what I I love about you all is that not only is this called the Inspired to Action podcast, but you are action takers. I have seen so many tweets and Instagrams and Facebook posts from you all saying, talking about the action that you've taken based on something that you've learned in a podcast. And I hope more than any other week that it's true this week, maybe not more than any other week, because, you know, last week we talked about spending time with God but i hope that this week you really do take action on unrushing your life savoring the moments with your family and with your kids and and escaping that overwhelm that can hold us back from so many great things that god has for us so thank you so much again for joining us today whether you are about to go you know get your kids from their nap or you're heading home from work or whatever it is you might be doing I am so for you and I am so proud of you and the fact that you are being intentional with your motherhood. So just remember that you are a great mom. No matter what you might have thought from earlier today or no matter what anybody might have said or how you might compare yourself to someone else, God uniquely chose you and created you to be the mother of your kids and you are doing a great job because you are being intentional and it is about progress and not perfection. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Inspired to Action podcast. And um, I encourage you, if you if meal planning is something that you've ever struggled with or something you just want to get better at, head over to inspiredtoaction.com forward slash plan to eat. And you know, I'd love to share my meal plans with you again. You know, they are what they are, but my family likes them and I'm just not going to become a famous food blogger. <laughs> But I've shared some videos, and I do teach things pretty well. So check out those videos, and I'd love to help you with your meal planning. So thank you guys so much, and I hope you have an absolutely incredible day. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast
1: Gonna be a God day A God day filled with His grace His grace and sweet new mercies May my thoughts obey Jesus To walk in His way by His Spirit With each breath that I take It's feeling like a God day